So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan all while having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. All right. Welcome back to the Plant-Based Fitness Secret Podcast. This is Chiara. I'm the head coach of Vegan Coaching Academy. And today we have another uh, one of our most successful clients of the program, Jenny. Welcome, Jenny, to the show. How are you today? Oh, hi, Chiara. Thank you so much. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm super excited to have you and share your story. Um, it's been really not that long, but already from the first few weeks, you were surprising me a lot. So I want I want you to have the opportunity to share a little bit where you were and where you are now. How does that sound? That sounds great. I'm excited to do so. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about you and tell the listeners as well about you. You know, where are you from? Age range or age, how you want to, <laughs> you know, share a little bit of your vegan story and uh, yes, what, what you do for for job as well. Okay, so uh, I'm from Pennsylvania, which is in Northeast America. Uh, and uh, my nine to five job, I'm a lawyer. So uh, it's a high pace, at times very stressful job, but I do love it. It's something I've been doing since um, about 1999. So I do love doing it. I'm committed to it. Um, my vegan journey started back in about 2016. Um, I, I had just become so frustrated watching family members suffer from diabetes. And I'm talking about both my parents, aunts, uncles, you know, people who um, have had limbs amputated. Um, my mother lost her sight. She was on dialysis. And um, it, it just was frightening. This is something I've lived around my entire life. And when my siblings started to get diabetes, I, it just terrified me. I'm the youngest. Um, my two older siblings, they kind of had a rough life. And so it, I wasn't shocked by their them getting diabetes. I know that sounds bad, but that's reality. And then uh, I have another sibling who she's always been the healthiest one of us, of, of, of my siblings. Small, very thin, didn't eat a lot. And I thought there's no way she'll ever get it. Well, in around 2016, she called me and said that she was pre-diabetic. And I thought if... Heidi gets sick, if she gets diabetes, then I'm absolutely going to, because I had so many other markers by being overweight for most of my life and my lifestyle. And I started looking for something that will prevent it. I didn't want to be on medicine. And so somehow I stumbled upon Fork Over Knives, the documentary. And when I watched it and saw how people were not only prevented diabetes, but reversed it, it a light just went off. And I said, I've got to learn about this veganism. And I learned about it, read everything that I could find about it, scour the internet and decide I'm going to do it. And I started to transition uh, and become a vegan for the purposes of not getting diabetes. So far, my numbers have been great. Uh, I'm 50. I'm proud to say I'm turned 50 this year. Uh, and so far, so good. And I believe that I'm on the pathway to not get diabetes based on that choice. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like not your own head scare, but like so many people around your, you know, around you. And I think uh, in this case, you made really easy connection. It's like, it's not genetics. We are just getting the same disease because we have the same lifestyle. So 
I just need to change my lifestyle to get better, right? Right, exactly. That's amazing. So, and then uh, what happened? Like you told me when we met for the first time on our orientation call, you told me you were a little bit of, um, uh, you know, at this uh, cross crossway in your life. Um, you were still, you were vegan, but you weren't as, you know, your body, uh, your body fat percentage was still quite high. Where, where were you at that point and what happened? Tell me. Right. So, you know, of course I expected in 2016 that I would be of the category of folks I would turn vegan and then I would instantly lose 20, 30 pounds in a week, <laughs> but that didn't happen for me. Uh, so uh, I still became very healthy. I certainly felt different. I did lose some, some weight and was able to maintain weight loss for a while, but the closer I got to 50, I noticed like something's changing in me. Like I'm not able to do the things I used to do to get the results that I used to get as far as eating. And then my occasional exercising, my sort of hit or miss exercise with, you know, whatever I felt like doing that day. But so the weight started coming, uh, started packing on. And I was like, I haven't been this weight in decades. What is going on? And I started to get really um, desperate. Like I have got to make some changes and I tried to do everything I could on my own to, uh, to change it, just changing, um, the way I was eating, tracking, but something just wasn't connecting. Then I started to feel shame about, you know, I'm a vegan, but I'm putting on all this weight. Like people are going to think that this is not a good lifestyle. Um, so I realized I had a choice to, to lose weight. And I was like, I have to either find someone to help me or, uh, I'm just going to get surgical weight loss. And so I was on Instagram looking for anyone or what information I could about getting surgical weight loss, anyone who could do it. I even applied at a local program to do so. Now here, this is where it gets really twisted in my mind. So I either had to have a certain BMI, uh, which I think was um, like above 37, or you have to have a, a coexisting condition such as diabetes, the thing I was trying to avoid my whole life. And I said, well, okay, my, I'm right on the cusp of the, the required BMI, but as I was applying and I was getting the blood work done, I was tempted to skew the numbers for my, my, my blood work. Like I had to have a fasting blood work and I was going to eat that morning to shoot my sugar levels up, hoping that somehow that would make me a good candidate for surgical weight loss. And it's so twisted in my mind. Like, why would I do something? to put me in a category of a, a condition that I was desperately trying to avoid. And then that's what I realized, like this, this can't be it. I cannot put myself in this position of choosing surgical weight loss where I know that there has to be a better option. I spoke to one of my daughters who is a vegan, who is a raging militant vegan. And she said, mom, if you do this weight loss surgery, then people will never believe how good being a vegan is. It's like you're, you're diminishing your your testimony about being a vegan. Why would you do that? And so that really was a wake up call for me that this can't be it. This can't be the story of trying to have weight loss surgery. And I'm not saying anything was wrong with that. I know some people have had great success with it. So I'm not trying to down anyone's choice, but for me and my lifestyle and what I want to present also to my daughters, I knew that that wasn't it or to my family. So, um, thankfully I came across, um, you know, the, the vegan Academy and it has been absolutely life changing for me and my family. It's when we met, uh, you know, we have the 
first initial phase and you're having with the consultant or a team member. So they heard this story. I didn't hear it. I hear it. I was just told, okay, you will have a new client. You will have Jenny, you know, we'll start working next week. And, you know, then we had a call together and this story really touched me so, um, so strongly because I really feel for like U.S. Uh, culture of uh, all this availability of food and misinformation on, on nutrition and way too much availability. Also vegan food. I remember when I started to be vegan, if I wanted ice cream, I had to eat frozen bananas. That was it, you know, <laughs> like there wasn't anything <laughs> at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, to hear, like you were really at this, this sliding door moment where, you know, your life could have gone in two completely different directions and, uh, you know, and maybe even make you question whether being vegan was actually for you. We all been there a lot of a big percentage of, of vegan people quit because they cannot do it the right way. And, you know, hearing that you you were almost there and, uh, you know, also with your daughter being vegan and wanted to give a, a good example to her. It's heartbreaking because you're obviously a very smart woman, very successful. And then you get to this point of desperation where and frustration where you are trying everything and, you know, the weight still pack on. So I'm interested to understand now that you have joined the program, you've had a lot of success. Uh, we started with, you know, a shorter program um, to, to see how it worked. And then we're like, no, I'm, you know, ready to continue. I want to see more results. What is the difference, you know, that you've seen between what you were eating before and what you were eating now? What make the change from, you know, the nutrition that was making you gain weight to the nutrition that makes you lose weight being satisfied? I think it starts with the one thing you just said. It was discovering misinformation. So I, it, it's amazing how that just permeates the culture around food and just believing, well, if I do X, Y, Z, this is what I'm supposed to do. It'll be fine. I had no clue or the mindset. Or I never realized that peanut butter wasn't a primary <laughs> protein source. I think, well, if I eat a couple of spoonfuls of peanut butter a day, you know, the sugary kind, not the natural kind, I'll be fine. Not getting enough protein, a whole bunch of calories, fat, sugar, all that kind of good stuff. So it was learning what is a proper protein source that's going to give me energy, that's going to reduce the cravings for the snackings. Uh, and then um, balancing out that with all the rest of the, the nutrients that are needed, the carbohydrates, the fats, all those type of things. Understanding that as a woman, I need to have some fats in there just so that I feel good. Um, and just to kind of keep my hormones in check, like all of that information that it was so powerful, just knowing that. So then now applying it to a proper um, uh, range of calories or proper calorie range thinking, okay, I 1200 calories is not enough. And you can go on the internet and you can find meal plans or eating plans or suggested uh, daily intake for 1200 calories. And no wonder I would be hangry <laughs> just trying to do that. No wonder. And then hangry. I, would... I love it. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. How many, d just for, right? for, we're going to talk numbers later. Keep them going. <laughs> So I get hangry and then rage eating, you know, you know, I'm so angry and then just shoveling out anything like, yes, give me the huge impossible burger 
with, you know, a pound of fries. Of course, that's what I want right now. So it, it is just learning what is what absolutely needed for me. And so it seemed, and then once learning that information, it is then getting past the mindset. I, I don't know how to describe it where almost like, don't be afraid of eating the calories. Don't be afraid of getting on the scale. Don't be afraid of taking progress photos. Don't be afraid of um, doing the measurements because those are numbers that for me, that were just terrifying. Like, oh gosh, I don't want to face what this is, but making myself track and be consistent and to learn, that's what has been the game changer for me. Um, And then getting over the, the sense of Jenny, eat the food, eat what you're supposed to eat, and it's going to be okay. Don't worry about what the scale is going to say tomorrow. Just do what I need to do today. And it's worked out. It's really amazing. And like, I'm really ashamed for whoever is putting out this kind of information of 1,200 calories. Um, would you be able to, like, would you feel comfortable to share some numbers, like where you started, where oh, you're sure. now, how many calories we set up for you? what are you know some of the issues you've had and like what are the recommendations that we are you know finding together to get off it sure so I started at 217 217 pounds and I am now down to (laughs) 198.6 and I would never have told my weight before in public but here's the thing I felt so bad about myself like just a self-loathing when I was at 217 And my husband, he could just tell, like, I I just, the way I felt about myself, it just, it was very evident. And so now that I've lost that much weight, while, you know, it's not a number I'm going to put on a billboard on the side of the road to announce the whole world. I know that the way in which I'm projecting and presenting is completely different. He sees this difference in me, um, like a confidence that is just back or there or whatever it is. Um, So it, it has changed more than just my body shape, but also my mindset. Um, so my intake for calories is 1701, 1,701 calories. And I, I'm aiming for fighting for my 120 grams of protein a day. <laughs> amazing. Thank you for sharing. Yes, this is like an amazing journey and also Considering your weight tra- weight training or in lifting, we are also including you know body fat percentage. Um, I love that your husband is so supportive. Your daughter, of course, is very supportive. Are they reaping any benefits out of you know your personal journey? Oh yeah. So my husband had a major health scare again, diabetes related. In the fall, um, he um, was on medicine, a steroid for his eyes. It shot his sugar up. No one told him. Be careful. And so one day, it was the middle of the night, he got up to go to the bathroom and passed out. I caught him. I tried to catch him and he passed out in the middle of the night, had to call the ambulance, found out his diabetes was just out of control. And so he has turned his life around with getting his health in check. Now he is not converted to veganism. I wish he would. I have tried for many, many years, but he will watch me cook and he'll like, oh, like I want to try some of that too. So he will at least will eat some of uh, the meals that I'm preparing and he enjoys each and every one of them. So maybe one day we might convert him. Um, So I have, we have four daughters. Our youngest still lives at home. And so she will eat what I make. Um, uh, The, the low carb um, Buddha bowl. She's like, mom, let's make that, get the cauliflower. I want that today. And so she will eat it. 
Uh, and then uh, my one daughter who is, so she's vegetarian. And then my daughter who's vegan away at college, when she comes home, she just loves everything. I tell her about what I'm cooking and she's excited about it. And um, just the, it's sort of given new life to how we relate because, you know, families, we relate over food. At least we do, you know, the, how meal prep and meal time together. And so that has certainly been um, enhancement to our family. Um, amazing. This is so wholesome to hear because, <laughs> you know, like this is, doesn't have to be a solitary journey. Mm-hmm. You can do it with the other people. And it is not about, you know, taking away. It's about adding, you know, adding quality time, adding something to do together, adding, you know, years to everybody's life. And, you know, if there's anything that is going to miss is this kind of night scare when, you know, your man pass out, you know, in your arms in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. And I think they even calling an ambulance in U.S. is, I've heard <laughs> that it, it's, it's not free and you have to pay like yes. ridic- ridiculous things like that. Um, but what bl- mo- bl- uh, blows my mind the most is that you're not a home, you're not a housewife. You're like mm-hmm. high, you know, high level, you know, high busy professional. How in the heck are you managing to do everything? You know, are you feeling overwhelmed? You know, are you, is this too much? Because I look at your weekly, you know, tasks, you know, your workouts, your walks and your weightings and your food. You don't miss anything you haven't missed anything in you know how many weeks has been like uh i think it's been 12 weeks around yeah ish Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 12 weeks so how in the heck are you doing all this journey because you know you need to help (laughs) other women this is you know absolutely wild you're managing to do everything never miss a day what what's your what's your secret there so I think it's a combination of a couple of things. And thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. It is, it is part of it is just me being stubborn. Like, like I, you know, once I have something in my mind, like this is it, like I, I have no other option, right? If I don't do this, I know the direction that my life and my health will go. And I just cannot stand that. I cannot, I cannot just lay down and let that happen. I've got to fight for my life and my health. Also, the the spunk that I have comes from the fact that I have four daughters, like they're watching me. I am setting the example for them. And if I quit in any part of my life, if I quit, if I lay down, if I give up, that's the example I'm setting for them. And then also you talked about, um, I think that you said community or, or not the fact not being alone. And so I, the fact that I have, I sort of created a community of people, of friends where I don't want to live this life in solitude. And so I understand that, that there's also an influence there. And here's the thing. When I started in 2016, my friends and family were like that veganism, like they thought it was the most insane thing. They could not believe that I would choose to have this lifestyle. And the evolution of my community in these six years has been, now I go to functions like I'm talking about at my church where like there are hundreds of people, they will make sure that if they were doing a meal that day, that they have vegan options. They would never have done that six years ago. Never. And like, well, maybe there's some chips over there for you. Maybe go drink the punch. But now it's, it's building a community of people who you have, I have influence, I hope 
to say that this is something good and then to incorporate that into every area of my life. So it's not, I don't feel isolated. Um, I try to bring people along the journey if I can, by showing them the positive aspects of it and not preaching it to them. And then people just warm up to it. So that way I don't feel like I am isolated or deprived in any area of my life. Um, and I just know that the stakes are high, so we just got to make it happen. That's super. I mean, I guess you're really good at convincing people as for, <laughs> as a profession, um, but uh, it seems amazing. And it does take a little bit of time, but now it seems you have all the support around you. And, you know, now I, I can understand the feeling you might have had before of like, I'm convincing all these people that <laughs> veganism is the right thing to do, but uh, it's not doing really good to me. Or at least it's not... Uh, like uh, visually mm -hmm. evident as it should be, it was helping you to avoid, you know, the um, diabetes and other health issues, but visually wasn't helping you. So I bet right now, you know, people around you would be raving and it's like, oh, Danny, you look great. You look healthy, yeah. right? And, um, you know, what are you doing? What's your secret? Um, do people say anything at the moment about, you know, your changes? Yeah. So I, I have been getting that, like just those words is like, wow, you look, you look great. You look healthy and I feel it. And I think that when you take care of the inside, it just bubbles out. It just comes out of you. Um, it, it isn't easy, but it takes planning. It takes some prep work. It takes some, some thought work, you know? Um, so it, it's certainly not living just in the spur of the moment. You know, I love being spontaneous, but it does require, okay, on Sunday, let me think about the week. What is my schedule going to look like? What do I need to do to make sure that everything is in place? I have to meal prep. I have to, you know, make my batch of whatever I'm going to have and, and to be okay with that, that I don't have to mix up. I don't have to have 15 different meals for the whole week. If I make three and I spread them out and mix them up, that's absolutely fine. And to just be okay with what is needed to get to the goal. That's super. I'm going to loop this and announce it over and over to my clients that don't meal prep and think they can wake up that day and say, <laughs> yes, I'm going to be spontaneous and get 120 grams of protein, you know, on a vegan diet like this. So um, walk me through now you've, you've been doing quite a few weeks, uh, months mm -hmm. now, right? So, so Talk me through the favorite day because you're not a single woman. You're not a housewife. You also have other people to please. Mm -hmm. um, like walk me through the what you eat on your, you know, most favorite or like most popular day where you're making other people happy. You mentioned the low carb uh, Buddha ball for your daughter, mm -hmm. uh, but you also eat a lot of carbs, right? So walk yes. me through like what's your your favorite days at the moment? Because I know it's oh, one man. at one point. So I get up, typically get my protein shake going. Um, and I just really enjoy that. I feel like that's a good way to get started. It's not heavy, but it gives me what I need to, to get rocking and rolling. Uh, and of course, coffee, love my coffee. So that's usually what my morning looks like. Um, and so I guess that, I, I don't know, sometimes I call that my snack. Sometimes I call it my breakfast, but whatever, that's the first thing I'm, I'm consuming in the day. Um, then I, I get to work or I take care of what I need to take care of in the morning. Uh, uh, then I will have about midday-ish, mid-morning, excuse me, I usually have, um, I love the seitan sandwich that I make. So I toast the bread, it has lettuce, um, and it has a seitan, 
And um, that's just like, I don't know, it's just warm and yummy and it's, it's delicious. And that gives me a little bit of everything I need, the protein, I have the carbs from the bread, boom, I'm going. Uh, you eat bread, honey? Are you I, crazy? I actually, two slices of it. My two goodness. slices. What color is the bread? <laughs> the my, white my, bread? Right. <laughs> it's not cardboard. It's not. It's like actual bread. Actual, actual normal bread. Like two full slices. That's yes. Why? Yes. It's shocking. 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 <laughs> uh, so then... Um, then for, you know, is I guess it's technically lunch, but it's usually with my day, probably it will come on about maybe two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, sometimes I do, there's a recipe on there like this uh, jasmine seitan rice, which is amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so, you know, again, just looking at, I, so because I have it prepped in my head, I'm thinking through, okay, what does my whole day look like? While I'm eating bread and while I might eat rice, I have to make sure, okay, let, let's not go absolutely buck wild on, on the carbs. So that may be my, my, my lunch, depending upon how the day is going. And then dinner is something just like we said, like the low carb Buddha bowl, or I love, I, I love a Buddha bowl situation. So it could be a bunch of lettuce. It could be um, some tofu. I just did a teriyaki tofu the other day. That was amazing. Uh, and then I'll add like a, like the little ancillary veggies, like cucumbers, carrots, maybe sun-dried tomato, something like that, uh, and hummus. And it is so filling and delicious. And I never thought that eating like that would be able to um, satisfy me, but it does. It like, I, I feel satisfied, but I don't feel that... Um, that full, uh, you know, that weighed down feeling of just eating junk. I, I don't know how to explain the difference between, it, I just feel satisfied that I've, I've had enough, a sufficient amount of food that day. That's amazing. Is this helping you like be more productive at work or, you know, as a, you know, person in general, like feeling yeah. better with, with food? Absolutely. So I, physically, I feel more energetic from the eating and then from, you know, the working out. Um, and I feel like I'm able to be productive, but then also it has opened up my mind space where I'm not focused on, oh, you're not eating right. You've got to fix it. Like I, it, it I'm not hyper-focused on that aspect of my life because I feel like the workout will take care of itself. The nutrition takes care of it itself. And I have just the freedom to think about what I need to think about for work and family and the rest of my life. Yeah. You seem pretty busy. I mean, for daughters, a husband, <laughs> high performance job. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm really so happy to hear all this and I uh, really have the opportunity as well to, to share with other people because, uh, you know, most of our clients or, you know, clients that want to sign up to the program think I just need to have the perfect time, you know, to start this and I'm going to miss all the other things. And, you know, I need to deprive myself from everything if I want to do this program. And I'm really happy to hear that uh, you are enjoying what you're eating and you're also including your family. Yeah. It, it, about the time I, I realized this probably last week or so, I'm actually working out less and getting way better results. So sometimes I would think I have to walk for 50 minutes every day and trying to plan out two hours for the gym. And it like, I, I'm working out way less and getting results that I, I haven't seen ever in my life. So it doesn't take necessarily that much time or more time. That's amazing. Thank you, Jenny, for sharing. This makes me so happy to hear. I mean, 
we had an initial goal which we just crossed uh you know and now we are going for the next uh home run um this is something we were talking actually before we started recording um recently i've been asked by a lot of uh, new friends and new people what's my job and i say i'm a, the head coach of vegancoaching.com and they just think oh okay you just make me up plans and work out plans right and I like to think I do a little bit more than that. And uh, with you, it was, yes, you have achieved what you wanted. Can we do more? Like, where can you get? And I'm so happy to to see this is when we have our calls and, and we decide to work longer together. There's a new feeling that is uh, coming into my life that I'm experiencing lately, which is you know, when a couple of months have passed from these calls where we decide to, you know, uh, work a little bit longer together, where I actually see the clients crushing it and getting what we talked about in the goal and in the call. And, and really it's such a sense of, um, you know, happiness and accomplishment for, for me and pride for for what you guys achieve and you are making me so proud and making me so happy every time I see your stats every week I am super happy and yeah well done uh, on everything you've achieved so far I always say so far because we have we can always do more and you have the personality for it for sure well thank you I I think that what we said, you know, before the recording is that you help people to think big. And that's what you did for me. I was ready to settle where I was and like, you know, this is good enough. And um, you encouraged me to think, no, you know, you, you have the ability to go further and that really appealed to me. And, and I'm, I'm excited for this next phase uh, and seeing what I'm able to do, you know. Absolutely. I'm going to ask you last, mo- la- last uh, question. Mm-hmm. What is something that you've learned with us here that you're sure you will continue doing for the rest of your life? Mm. Oh, wow. I think it is learning to live out loud. Um, So whenever I have a question, being able to speak up and then to not settle. And I think that that is the big thing that sometimes I think is easier to just settle and to be satisfied with something less than what we want. But why do so? I mean, this is the only life that we have. And so I think this program has inspired me to think big to um to push and then to really reach for something even beyond my expectations and and to be able to want to reach a goal wow well if you're listening from home i you know invited to clap and you know <laughs> shout out for jenny because um the same feeling you have for her i feel it every time we speak and we have conversations i'm like oh i thought that was strong and powerful but <laughs> she she has a whole new depth, uh, you know, a whole new level of depth. Uh, when I talk to you, I feel stronger as well. Uh, and this is the reason why I invited you to this call. Uh, of course, you had difficult times in your life. It's very obvious. Uh, but at the same time, you're that kind of person that is understanding when, you know, it's a difficult time. You understand when to ask for help. And uh, you did so. Uh, I often think about this. I often I have these very big ideas of magnitude of myself when somebody very big is going to interview me. I don't know why. I've always said this in my life. <laughs> and, you know, I always think about this. Somebody's going to interview me and ask me, what is your secret? And I always think my secret is to be able to ask for help. Mm. You know, to 
you know, to know where my limit is. And when I do need help, I got to ask somebody who knows more than me. Information is, uh, you know, invaluable. And I think you did the same. You were very, very smart, very accomplished woman. But in this area, you're like, it's not working. Let me, you know, scratch that plan. Um, I love Dr. Gregor. I love Dr. Verdugo. Um, you know, I love what they're doing for the vegan community and how loud they are for people to, you know, get better, get healthy, not only for looks, but I think their approach on nutrition is not really working for women mm. in the long term. Uh, you know, the first person who were cutting, you know, was cutting fats and, you know, weren't focusing on protein enough or thinking that eating lentils and beans was enough. That's not the first time that I see this. I love them to bits, Dr. Gregory, if you're listening. I love you. I interviewed you. I still respect you very much. But I think um, some things could be tweaked to make it better for for people like us. So thank you again, Jenny. It's been a, a pleasure to have you here. Um, and indescribable. Like your journey has been amazing so far. I cannot wait to see where we take it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And just thank you for just working with me. So thank you for helping me to change my life. My pleasure. Absolutely. So if you're listening to this right now and you're feeling stuck, we have a free consultation link in the show notes with our team. And you can work with me or our other amazing coaches to optimize your health and set goals together. It's a completely free call. So there's no risk for you, this book. Thank you, Gajani. And as Fritz would say, peace out. Yes, yes. What did you think? What an amazing episode again. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on iTunes. It's very much appreciated. We'll hear each other in the next episode. Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.